You're listening to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. The music podcast with Dave and Neil. Hey everyone, Neil here from the music podcast. We are again at Sydney's Vienna people, and we're joined by some very special guests and some hometown boys, uh, John and James of Two Thirds of Rufus. Yeah, Yo. welcome, welcome home, guys. Thank you. It's, it's good to be, be back. back. We were just yeah. um, talking. You guys are obviously back in your hometown, but uh, you're going to be going off to see. Is it niece, nephews, nephews, two nephews? My brother um, just had uh, two little boys up in Byron Bay, uh, and the timing worked out so good. We had this little two, three day um, uh, promo run around the, just before the album came out, mm. and the babies popped out, and so <laughs> stealing yeah. your fucking thunder. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, maybe. congrats. But it, uh, it's more of a big day for you guys. No offense for being an uncle. I know. Uh, but the third album, Solace is out. Congratulations. Our third baby. Our third uh, baby. Your third exactly. baby. Yeah. yeah. The triplet. How, uh, how are we feeling about it, guys? It's, uh, it's now out there. Feels very good. Feels cathartic. You know, it feels like, uh, as we say, your baby is being unleashed <laughs> onto the world. Not that I would We're going to change the metaphor not that quickly. I would know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that I can relate to what that's like at all. You know, um, Yeah, it's a very simple moment. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I think we kind of, there was, there was a lot more of a challenging experience getting this one finished and we went through a lot. It was very emotionally demanding. So there's a lot more of a sense of relief. Getting yeah. this one out, I feel like. Mm. Yeah, it's like different stages of therapy. It's like the, <laughs> the cathartic nature of putting everything down in the studio emotionally. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess this is like the next stage where it's just sort of out there in the, in the atmosphere, which is pretty cool. Mm. It's, um, it's really interesting because, um, you know, as I said, we're in Vienna people right now and sometimes we do uh, the podcast at a different studio. Mm. And um, the producers always say, you know, it's interesting when you get these new artists come in because they make an album, they're really excited. If it goes really well, they can be- become quite smug, quite arrogant. They know <laughs> what they want. So you guys had Atlas, peaked at number one. Second album, Bloom, even bigger, peaked at number one. Third album, Where Are Our Heads At? Are we giant dickheads now? Yeah, we're big balloon heads right now. Yeah. <laughs> our egos are completely inflated. Yeah. Oh, no. We have support systems for our necks to hold our heads. Yeah. <laughs> you did come in with like 10 minders who yeah. said, don't look, don't look these boys in the don't eye. Look at them, yeah. 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 And you, you're wearing sunglasses. No one can tell you. You're wearing sunglasses right now. Yeah, exactly. There's a wall between us. I can't <laughs> see that. Right it's completely disconnected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, do you feel that pressure as far as like, because like I said, Atlas was big. Bloom was even bigger. Do you guys have this weird pressure or, or voice in the back of head saying, you better fucking live up to these last two albums i think that um it's a lot more uh nervous excitement and and energy like because i think more than like waiting for people to pick it up it's a much more visceral experience in just how many people are coming to the shows so you want to keep that the same way like when um, you're playing the live show you want to keep that energy up and it's the same with us and the momentum of what's been happening with the last two albums is we want to still keep people coming to shows mm. and to keep that energy going. So that's probably the biggest um, sort of thing that we're trying to meet, I, I feel like, when it comes to what we're expecting. And, yeah, I guess this album sort of feels exactly what we wanted in mm. terms of we've filled these different gaps in what we can now play live. And, um, and this album feels like the most emotional one yet the most personal one yet, the most, the biggest inner journey we've had whilst writing. So we're going to be leaving a bit of ourselves on the stage, which will be really different, I think, and nice. Mm. 
as far as you guys coming together, because I remember when it was announced that you guys are back and you released Underwater, I was like, fuck, where have Rufus been? So where have you been? Well, uh, I guess physically we went to Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> have you been based in LA? Yeah, we've been based in LA for the last year and a half. How is it? It's How was been, that lifestyle? It's been great. It's yeah. uh, Initially, I think there was this, this kind of whirlwind of excitement. We just moved to a new place. We kind of did that on the second record, Bloom, but for mm. a way shorter term. It was for like a two to three month stint in Berlin. But this time it was like a, a more long term um, endeavor. And we were set to go to LA and finish the entire record there. Mm. So there was this initial rush of excitement. We found John found a, a place on Airbnb that had a disused studio in it, which was completely ac- acoustically treated, but had not been used for like twenty years in for what its intended purpose was. So we decked it out with all these new synths. We finally had the resources to get all these amazing toys together, um, a bunch bunch of analog gear, drum sequences, etc., and basically built a playground for ourselves in there. So we just moved to LA. We were like we'd just been touring for two years, so we were really hungry to start writing again. Um, and we had all these, all of us had different like ideas and voice recorder on our iPhones and like notes. So we were like really ambitious, really eager to get into the studio. But then I think quickly we kind of got sucked into the, just into this like a uh, whirlpool of writing and we kind of became a little bit more, a little bit more insular from LA. So in, yeah. in some ways, a lot of the time we were there, we could have been anywhere cause we we're in this little sure, yeah. studio we'd built for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And um and also we had a we had a friend come in. Uh, we have a friend over there who we like to call the shaman. He's, every man, every every person should have a shaman friend. Yeah, we have a shaman friend who um he came into the studio and some he immediately pulled out this compass. He had a compass and he was like, okay, okay, and he had a notepad on him. For some reason, this is at like you know 11 p.m. on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. We're like, hey, come check our studio out, dude. And then he's yeah. like. Oh, okay, man. Okay. Mm, I got some ideas. Okay. And we're like, what? What do you mean? We need to get this room facing this way. Was this just got like, are you sure you're supposed to be like a homeless stone guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, how yeah, did yeah. You, who, who referenced him to you? He's a, he's Our a booking friend. agent yeah. like uh, sort of put us in touch. So I don't know if like um, he's getting money under the table for, <laughs> <laughs> for introducing this shaman to all these artists. But he, he did his magic and we uh, he brought in all these different cool lights and fabrics and like little monuments and statues and created like one world um, on a wall with like the desert and like a Joshua tree theme with like actual branches brought back from Joshua tree and sand and dust and then another world of like this underwater theme and uh, yeah, all these different sort of worlds for us to enjoy with our playground. Is this guy coming to all the parties as well? He sounds like a he tries to he tries to yeah you know he he comes to all of the shows in the US Uh, he's definitely got like a really playful presence like he made this thing into like what was initially like a sterile space it became like this weird wonderland and um it was kind of cool and but also weird but to have someone put their spin on this studio which we we would never have like made these choices to have a a corner with conch (laughs) seashells and sand actually strewn (laughs) on the floor. However, it made it, I don't know, it just made it a little bit more of this like little, yeah, magical I don't escape. know why I'm envisioning like Kramer from Seinfeld just like with a massive beard. Am I close? You've, yeah, you're not you're far after. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a beard, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. A thick stash. We were just, we were saying off air, Mike, our engineer was, we we're talking about you guys and he was like, I'm such a big fan. And someone, one of his artists came in and said like, how do I sound like Rufus? And Mike's like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Mike, get a lot of shamans. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's the trick, pal. Seashells. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient. Are you, so are you guys, based in LA 
I guess, I'm not going to say right now because obviously you're here, but you know what I mean. Like you're living in LA. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was the first step uh, a year and a half ago um, when we started writing the album. We sort of packed up all that stuff that was still lingering around in Australia mm. um, and moved over there with our girlfriends. And um, yeah, we, we sort of planned to be in and, in and around there because it's so easy even between Europe and Australia. Um, and I feel like we're always just going to be coming back here anyway, so mm. it doesn't really matter where our gear is. Are you guys definitely settled in LA? Do you like it over there? Yeah, it feels good. It feels like a second home a little bit now, I guess, because we've had the experience of writing a record there, mm. and that's in- intrinsically like linked to us a little bit more now. But then si- coming back to Sydney also feels like inherently home. It's so garbage it's like, week to be back in Sydney. I'm I know. Sorry yeah. about that. doesn't do yeah. justice to it, but... Um, <laughs> I guess we're just like pretty transient beings yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I want to move to America in like next year or the next, but I'm not a musician. It's yeah. fucking hard. And especially with Trump, I like, I, I like the lottery is my best chance. Or I do what, the three-month yeah. holiday thing yeah, and then the, just have to like, yeah. run, the, run the gauntlet and see if I can get a job. It's a tricky process, the, the visa, the immigration situation. Yeah. We managed to circumnavigate it somehow with yeah. the artist thing. Yeah. Visa. So, but it's, yeah. it's pretty good being like, the, it feels a little bit like um, there's enough Australians there for it to feel like home. So mm. you, yeah. You, yeah. It's, it doesn't feel too far removed. Yeah. How um, Americanized do you guys now? Like, do you watch all the sports? Are you into the TV? Are you super into politics now? It's in the lingo. So, I, uh, you know, I've been staying in uh, West Hollywood, but I call it WeHo now. Nice. Uh, Yo, nice. WeHo, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What else? I mean, there's, it's, there's funny, like, subtle differences. I feel like we've retained our Australianism, like, a yeah. healthy amount. But, you know, there's things like, they, you know, people will be like, yo, what's up, my dude, my guy? Like, no one says that in Australia. Or, like, when people, like, we have a, a guy who's, like, lived in America his whole life in our office. And every time he tells a story, he's like, and this guy's all like, yeah. and I'm like he's all like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. He didn't say? <laughs> I don't get it. It's really confusing. What is he like? Yeah. As far as you guys living in Sydney, though, like, you know, like, were you into, like, your NRL, your AFL? Well, no, none of us were big yeah, sports people. Yeah. Um, I guess we all grew up like near the coast a little yeah. bit, so we're b- b- pretty much water babies. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I feel like that's still um, you're still able to do that in LA. I was swimming like every day um, for the last few months over summer, so it, yeah, it doesn't feel like too far. You're not into the, the US sports? Not really. Mm. I mean, like when when they're um, when there's like the what do you call it the Super Bowl, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, because we have we have like a really good group of friends over there now. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are Hawaiians actually, so they're like it's a, <laughs> that's like the crossover yeah. of US yeah. friendship. But um, yeah, we might go and like watch. Yeah. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't really gotten in. Or like when we're on tour, we'll go to a hockey game. Yeah. Because it's like this, you know, thing that we've grown up with no awareness of whatsoever. Mm. So it's like. Yeah, we got taken to a basketball game, Lakers game. Uh, yeah, I think we just get pulled to different things it's when we're, we're along for the ride. super into it. Like, I went to an NFL game, went to Denver, and, yeah. like, just the national anthem. Everyone stands up, hand on heart. People are crying, and, like, during the final night, like, three fucking fighter jets fly over the stadium. Oh, my God. Like, a lot of pride, a lot of pride. Our, like, state of origin games, We what do we get? We get, like, seal, <laughs> the, like, behind the goalpost singing, yeah. like, Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> the, the with sp- no backing singers. The spectacle of it is just insane. It's incredible. And, it's like, I think the vin- halftime show yeah. was, like, One Republic doing a half an hour gig. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's quintessential, quintessential American, you know. Everything's got to be it's bigger. It's big. Yeah. It's grand. It's crazy. It's huge. Um... But it's good to have you guys back in town, and obviously another reasons why you came back as well as the album. Uh, you're up for a couple of Aries again. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you guys have already won at least one. I know that. Yeah, we you we have won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we won one. We found out something interesting. 
the other day when we got the nominations uh, that we'd been in the same category nominated for the last six years or something, except for the except one, for one year, one year yeah. when we weren't eligible. So it feels pretty cool to be so present in the dance sort yeah. of side of Australian music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it um because you guys are now I guess LA based? Are you staying in touch with I guess the dance electro scene over here? Yeah, we try to as much as possible. Um, yeah, I think we're always like searching for music and like the. The, the separation of the world is definitely way less so now these days. So it's easy to keep aware of just via like social media and, and via our friends, like what stuff's coming out over mm. here. And keep, we, yeah, we're pretty avid searchers of electronic music. Mm. Yeah. And there's like, uh, like Emma, What's That Not and Alice in Wonderland and Flume, they're all living over in LA. Mm. Hayden James is there a bunch. Uh, Motez, we see everyone rolling through a lot. It just feels like you're not disconnected at all. And everyone's got a bunch of tunes mm. to be like sort of swapping and sharing. And we're good friends with uh, Cassian who, who uh, mixed uh, most of the album and our previous albums. Um, and he's been working on an album as well. So uh, we decided to make our own record label and um, start releasing Cassian stuff. And we're working with some other artists as well that we're excited to put out into the world. So, yeah, we're keeping our finger on the pulse on Australian mm. dance music. It's called sure. Rez Avenue. Oh, yeah. is, the there, is there anyone that like and it doesn't necessarily have to be dance but like you, if you've seen the nominations list you're like holy shit that, that person's now blowing up like Tristan Sony Rep will tell you I'm sick for Amy Shark and like mm. the first time I had her on the show it was like I think a week before a door came out yeah. and now she's got nine nominations what two years later yeah like with you guys being away for so long has there is there anyone on that list where you're like oh fuck like look how big this person's gotten now yeah, I guess there's like uh, that's inherently the case when you go away for a long time. Like yesterday, I mean the other day, there's like what Courtney, Courtney Barnett and Amy Shark as well. Mm. Both have blown up, and you, there is a sense of that sometimes. You know, when you come back, it's like suddenly someone has gained a lot of momentum. Like even on with Triple J, you'll come back and something's being rinsed now that previously they were, you know, just an up and coming act. Mm. Um, but it's like yeah, as I was saying before, I feel like we 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 still stream Triple J when we're overseas. Um, so we kind of have a, like, we're aware of the currents of kind of stuff that's going on. Mm. We try to be at least as much as possible. Cause what year did you guys play Big Sound? 2012. Wow. Wow. See, isn't that kind of fucking weird? Like, yeah. That was only six years ago. Yeah. Only. That's and so like you released three albums. Yeah. It's weird. Like I've been, I've been, um, having really weird experiences with like, dealing with the the amount of time that's been since certain like milestones in our career yeah. as sometimes it feels like a long time like like 2012 you know big sound and then we also a few months after that we went to CMJ and did our first ever um shows in the USA mm. um and that seems like a long time but then only a year later when we put out this out that seems like it was only yesterday it's just mm. like it's there's just so many different pivotal moments um mm. and then processing that chronologically, like, can it do your head in a little bit. You it's know? weird, like, when you think, like, in 2012, like, when was MySpace, when did that stop being cool? Like, 2010? <laughs> when did it fall off? That seems yeah. like a fucking lifetime ago, but in hindsight, like, six years isn't that long. It isn't that long, exactly. Yeah. It's like a, the perception of how long it was is, like, keeps, it wavers. Like. The, the, the crazy thing is that in six years, how much has, like, happened? Like, I just can't believe that, that, yeah, maybe six years isn't a lot of time with the, the amount of stuff that we've, like, done and gone around and, and seen. Um, we've had so many cool experiences. And now, like, um, 
it's just getting to see some of our favorite bands like a lot like at different festivals we saw radiohead at oceago like in the front of house desk like with a hundred thousand people like swarming around us yeah we get to there's so many like memories filling my brain that's six years is there a, a particular moment like you know as far as like seeing radiohead live is there a moment where you maybe have met someone that gig in particular it was just the three of us um and Woody Harrelson and his <laughs> Sure, because why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty surreal. Well, well, surely it wasn't just like, that was just pure luck, right? That Woody Harrelson happened to be near you. Yes. Well, no, like that was it in the front of house desk. Like they just pulled like our, <laughs> our like CAA who we work with over in the States uh, also work with uh, Radiohead. And so they were like doing us a solid and brought us out the front of front of house and they were also doing Woody and his family a, a solid too. Yeah. And there was some weed gummies being shared around and yeah. everyone having a good time. Do you, do you say hi? No. no. He, was with, <laughs> he was with his family and uh, by, by all accounts, it seemed like he'd been delving into the, these weed gummies. So, yeah. sure. so like, you know, he's, he's got his own, his own thing going on right now. Maybe just ask for a weed gummy. He's having an out-of-body experience watching Radiohead <laughs> with his family. That's you know, incredible. I don't want to be disturbing yeah. that. And as far as like <laughs> festivals as well? Yeah, the, well, that was a festival. Um, and yeah, Coachella's, we've had, like, we've been to a few of them now. We've played at one and we've DJed uh, just randomly. We, we went to, we played um, a really nice pivotal gig for us at Coachella, which really changed the tide for us in America. Mm. Um, it's fucking crazy that we, we just spoke about Big Sound and now we're talking about you playing Coachella. Yeah, yeah that, it's insane to think. It's insane. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we had that gig and um, we became friends with a lot of people who were connected with that festival and we went back the next year just on a whim and um, someone pulled out of a DJ set and so we were in town I think we were waking up a little dusty and someone <laughs> called us and said, hey, did you bring your USBs with you? Are you interested in doing a DJ set tonight? And so we're like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> we Why ended not? up DJing that, that, that year. And yeah, it's so many cool, so cool how many yeah. kind of experiences we've had. Yeah. Because I've, I've only been lucky to go to LA twice. And somehow, this is like 2013, somehow I ended up at fucking Christina Milan's birthday party yeah. at some nightclub. <laughs> And like yeah. the game was there and Chris Brown was there and like I was just a regular guy who just went into a club. Like, <laughs> is is that the norm in LA? Yeah, I think it's, it's not necessarily Christina Milan. Yeah. But like just just that general vibe. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. A, like a washing machine of like pers- big personalities. Yeah. And like I guess that, that inherently is what it's known for. And I think that kind of is what it is. You often like spot someone you're like, Oh, that's that person. That's yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um yeah. Yeah, and it's really nice. There's like it's going to be fifty-fifty whether there's going to be wankers there or whether they're going to be like super genuine people who have no ego. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty nice when you're surprised by you know. A big well, they say person. never meet your heroes, but like I've been lucky enough. To, like I don't think I've had one interview where I was like that person was just an absolute dick. Yeah. So I'm lucky. Yeah. I mean, we've met some dicks. <laughs> yeah. Tell them. <laughs> so okay, we'll go back to the album now. When does um tour? I know you guys are gonna have some shows in North America and Europe, right? Yeah, we're we're doing uh like six weeks in the US through uh, October, November this mm-hmm. year, and then we're doing some stuff in Europe after that. Um and then yeah, we may be over the back of this way next year at some point. Yeah, I think we're gonna be announcing some stuff soon for next year, which is super exciting to be back here and, and playing these shows. We've yep. just we're just about to go to Nashville actually and start uh or finish these rehearsals um for 
I guess, all the new songs, but incorporating a bunch of new stuff um, to our whole live show, mm. um, turning it on, on its head a little bit for ourselves to refresh it and for anyone who's been to any shows before, which is, yeah, super fun. We've got mm. like this whole new lighting rig and visuals and, um, yeah, and us with drums, guitars and synths. Are the, are the crowds all that different as far as, you know, coming home to play in front of your hometown fans and going to the US where you're based now compared to Europe? Like, what are the Europe crowds like? I feel like across the world, like, the people who have been into our music um, just all seem like really good, genuine, long-term fans. Um, yeah. You know, like, I think one thing I've found with the US is that because it's so much more interconnected with like lots of big cities. Like that's the inherent reason why we can do bus touring there as opposed to Australia where it's so spread out. Mm. So you find uh, there are a lot of return fans like throughout a tour. People will come to multiple shows. Um, they will come to like a run of five in a row maybe. But um, I think, yeah, I don't know. We've, we've had really good experiences in Europe too. One thing we've noticed in Europe, there's definitely like a lot of Australians over there on holiday <laughs> often. So they'll yeah. like rock up to shows. Yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully that'll be me in 12 months. <laughs> yes. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to finish it with this. Um, this could either go horribly or we're going to get real deep. Uh, you mentioned before that this album is probably the most personal. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys learn about the band Rufus and as well as individual artists after making this album? I think that, that we've learned like a lot. I, I definitely have. When writing the record, what we tended to do most was after all these experiences and touring, we dove straight into writing this album. We created this space and we just didn't leave. We had uh, we had left our loved ones and family sort of in a way like definitely back here in Australia, but we were neglecting like big parts of our personal lives whilst writing this record. Mm. And that's what we kept finding that it's way easier to ignore stuff and do what you love and get back in the studio. And then that would creep out, you know, any sort of tension or, or emotion would creep out in the album itself. So listening back, you hear all the pain and all of the joyful moments as well and celebratory sort of moments. Um, but definitely like was a big learning curve in trying to find some some way to some balance. some balance, yeah, between the, your personal yeah. life and and the music, and yeah. that's what we kept doing, just finding solace in the music. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's good now to be out of the bubble. Yeah, uh, is the shaman staying? <laughs> the shaman's still the there. Shaman's there. <laughs> he's there. still there. He hasn't left. Legend has it he's still in that <laughs> studio waiting. Well, he expect. Does he have a phone? Will he expect a call? He he just receives transmissions via his brain. Carrier just, pigeon, you know, via the foil. You know, that is insane. Transmissions from uh, from another life. From I hope another you, world. I hope you meet him one day. He's just this lovely dude. He's yeah. like he will come up to you and give you the biggest hug and crack your back like six times whilst doing it, and just make you feel so loved. But does he have like any? Is like is he a musician in any sense of the word? Is or is he just a guy who's very spiritual? He's like a really creative dude. He works with um. There's a a group called the Do Lab who are based out of uh, California and they do a lot of stage design at festivals like in, at Coachella mm. and there's another one called Lightning in a Bottle. So he's like really um, practical with his hands um, and like creating stuff but also like has these crazy visions. Like another thing in the studio we had, he had a dream one night, like a feverish dream and he woke up and he'd just seen an uh, a, a huge heart bursting through an alligator skin. <laughs> so he went and purchased the necessary materials and like had a, a, a rip. What's he getting money alligator. from? Uh, we, we, did you, know, you guys we, cover we, it? We, we sorted him yeah, out. Yeah, we sorted him out. You know, he, he, he did some labor. He did, <laughs> you're not going to just be like, yep, sweet, cheers, thanks. Um, uh, but yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, he's, he, he brought he brought the soul, he brought the, the essence. Of, yeah. You know? 
Oh, a lot of this album is owed to him. I hope yes. we yeah. see him on the next album. Shamanistic. Yeah. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for coming by. The album is Solace. It's out right now. Uh, we're looking forward to having you guys back and playing some shows. Thank yeah, you so much. Wait. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Thanks.